0: Talking about gorgeous women who make gorgeous music, women in film, making gorgeous films, making a difference in the film industry. Do we see women being engaged? Now, the Cape Town International Animation Festival is having something called the Women Transforming Animation Program. It's a series of lectures, discussions, masterclasses and networking events. And the function is to help women connect and create new networks. That's critical with industry veterans and leaders. On the line is Esther Pearl. She's the producer and founder of the international company Real Stories, focusing on making a difference for women in the entertainment industry. Esther, thank you so much for making the time.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's quite an honor.
0: So, Esther, you know... And one of the things I note here is that comment around helping women to connect and create new networks with industry veterans. One of the big challenges for any young person who goes into the film sector and film industry and any creative sector is, and in fact, one could say anywhere in the business world, is that ability to network, create networks, engage so that you can create partnerships and collaborate Talk to us about those kinds of challenges for women in the animation world and how one can shift that.
1: Thank you. I think that is a huge point. I mean, networks are so important and the film and animation industry specifically, it still is an industry of who you know can really help you get that foot in the door. So what do you do if you don't know anyone, right? So I think events like the Cape Town International Animation Festival are excellent opportunities for young people or even people who are thinking about career transitions, to both gain a network, but I think also equally important, understand and demystify all of the careers that are available. It takes about 300 to sometimes up to 1,300 people to make um, a feature film or a television series And those are lots of jobs that are beyond just animation. And so that's what we've always tried to do at Real Stories, is not only teach the skills that you need to be a filmmaker and animator, but really demystify what career paths are available to you. Because if you don't know about them, how do you start out trying to learn and gain the skills?
0: So, um, Esther, one of the things on your website is you do have information around the kinds of percentages that we see of women engaging in the animation sector and the film sector. Talk to us about those numbers. Are we seeing a shift and a change? Is it is it changing rapidly, slowly?
1: I think, unfortunately, it's still changing slowly. But I think it's also important to understand that animation as a medium is not a fast medium. Right? When mm-hmm. I worked at Pixar, it could take up to between four or to up to six years to finish a film. So mm-hmm. it takes a while for those crews to change demographics. But sadly, it hasn't changed much. I mean, right now, only 3% of animated film directors are women, only 1% are women of color. And in television, it's slightly better. and television, I would say in general is making more games, but it's still only 13% of animated TV directors are women and 2% are women of color. So it's changing, but we'd like to see those changes happen more rapidly. How do you see that changing? Well, I think it's, you know, it's going to take a really holistic approach. I mean, You know, we at Real Stories never felt that we were the complete solution to the problem. We were really trying to train the next generation of filmmakers and animators. But we need support from studios as well. Mm -hmm. But what we are really seeing is that, you know, we are able to break down some of these stereotypes of tropes, right? That sometimes we hear that women in positions of power won't support other women. I can say specifically that is blatantly untrue. What we see is women want to have more colleagues and um, want to diversify their rooms. So, you know, giving women who are in position to power opportunities to talk about their career path and give them opportunities for mentorship, they are often so thrilled for those opportunities. And something like, you know, we've just recently relocated to South Africa. Um, Cape Town International Animation Festival reached out to us to uh figure out how we could partner with the festival. So I think that there are so many opportunities out there that we can slowly make those changes. But it's gonna take more than just one organization and one festival. We need the whole industry to really start figuring out ways that they can
0: change the way they that who who's in the room yeah. and who's making yeah. those decisions. You know, Esther, we have something in South Africa called Harambee, and one of the things that Harambee does is it looks at uh, work opportunities for young people. What's interesting about uh, the work that they do and how they're talking about it is around the issue of systems. That the bigger system needs to support the individual companies, etc. Do we feel that the systems are supporting the companies?
1: You know, I can't um, speak too much about uh, the industry specifically in South Africa, as I said, we're still new here, but I can say that the systems in the United States and the industry on a whole still has to shift. And mm. I think it's hard. We, you know, making films and making television is hard work. Um, you know, I mean, you're in media, <laughs> you understand that mm. there are long hours and you have a product that you um, have to get out. And so it's hard sometimes to take a moment and really think about, how you can make those changes. But some simple things I think is giving folks a chance. You know, it's obviously easy to want to hire the people that have the experience, but people need to get experience to have that experience. And sometimes mm-hmm. you might need to take a second and look at who you are considering hiring and making sure they really reflect the values of your um of the that you're, you know, saying that you have as a as a company and a system. But I think that, you know, we want those systems to make those changes so that other people can get a foot in the door. It's going to be better for the media, and it's going to be you know better for longevity of the industry. We can't keep tapping the same people to do the same jobs over and over Absolutely. again. We need to create more opportunities.
0: Esther, I'm thinking about South African, the animation sector, and I'm thinking about, for example, a company like Triggerfish. The founders, of course, were women. And I'm wondering if uh, having... Female founders and looking at yourself as a founder of real stories does become something aspirational but also inspirational and can make a difference in that way.
1: Yeah, I think it really helps to have folks at the top that have already been on this journey and to explain how the journey happens. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm always telling people about how I started my company and our journey. It hasn't always been easy, um, but it has been 100% worthwhile. Uh, we I had the opportunity to interview um, uh, several CEOs for CATAF that um, are going to be you know part of their asynchronous asynchronous programming that are women and women of color, and really sort of talking about how they made those choices and the career choices that they've had along the way. So I think that it's um, you know I think it's important to share those stories so that you know other people who might think oh i I have an idea and I can do it." Know that there are other people who have done it before them and are willing to maybe share the mistakes they made so they don't have to be repeated. And also where they've gained um, a lot of both career trajectory, but also just personal
0: satisfaction. So we know that, uh, as you mentioned, it is about building ecosystems. But one of the challenges, and you mentioned this as well, is around the length of time it takes. So you mentioned, Uh you know, the making of a film. It can take anything up to eight years. You know, yesterday we were talking to a musician who said it took two to three years for them to finalize an album. And last week we were talking to an artist who has taken six years on a project. This is hugely challenging. And what it does do is it starts to question how we measure the metric and how we measure the value of the creative world.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I think as a producer and having spoken to many producers, that is what makes our jobs both challenging and really fun. Like how do you give creativity a metric? How do you determine what is, um, the important, you know, how do you create time for like a moment of artistic genius? Like it doesn't necessarily happen, but you also are beholden to things like release dates and budget. So you have to figure out that, um, that way of working. But I also think it's important when we see sometimes the films that are in theaters or the music that makes it out into the world, you know, that can be very awe-inspiring, but it can also be very overwhelming. And animation mm-hmm. is so interesting because it doesn't have to be that amazing technological feat. You can make a short film on your iPhone using found objects at home and start yeah. just honing your skills and crafts. You know, there are plenty of opportunities online for education. I would argue that it's better to try to find an in-person class so that you can start creating that community. The big thing I always say about film is it's a team sport, and so you have to figure out who your team is. Hmm. And that's why those networks and collaborations are so important. Often even in expensive film schools in the United States, they don't teach those skills that you really need to get a job, how to collaborate, how to get your work done on time, how to push through to a deadline. Those are also equally really important things. And sometimes those are going to be the things that help really push you forward, even more so than artistic genius, right? We need to see a strong work ethic. We need to see that you can work well with others. And, you know, and those are things that you learn often on the job. But it's also, you know, things that you can learn in a class and in a community or collaboration.
0: Esther, it sounds like it's going to be an extraordinary series of uh, workshops and programs that will be offered are they all on the website can people just refer to the website for the full schedule yes they can
1: all be on the, they are all on the website and um the and those are all on there and if you want to learn more about um the real stories programming you can go to our website we did a ton of virtual programming through COVID, so there's things that you can access for free um and that's real r-e-e-l dash stories.com
0: Fantastic. Esther Pearl, she's a producer and founder of Real Stories and that website, R-E-E-L-Stories.com. But you can also go to the Cape Town uh International Animation Festival for their Women Transforming Animation program. It looks like it's going to be a fascinating selection. And that website is www.ctiaf.com. Are you someone who uh, is thinking, you know what, I really like the idea of animation? I could just make, as Esther says, a short animated film with my cell phone and a couple of objects. On my desk right now is hand sanitizer. My cell phone, my box for my glasses and a piece of paper. Could I make an entire animated movie of five minutes with that? Who knows? Why not give it a shot? It's 7.25.